0: It's TechBiter Worldwide with Bill Flynn. The latest on programs and policies, helpful hints, and a bit of occasional nonsense. All in more or less plain English. Podcast number 858 for the 17th of November, 2023. This week, playing DVDs and Blu-ray discs on a computer can sometimes be better than watching them on a television. But Microsoft doesn't include a player with Windows, and the Media Player app is quite limited. Other options exist, but some are pricey. One is free. In short circuits, even if you use just a single chat application, taking a look at Beeper might be a good idea. And if you use multiple chat applications, I'd consider Beeper essential. Has your Facebook account ever been cloned by a crook? There is one simple change you can make to your Facebook account that strongly discourages data thieves. And 20 years ago, only on the website, in 2003, Apple was beginning the long transition from 32-bit processors to 64-bit processors with its new G5 dual CPUs. The growth of video streaming services and on-demand video has diminished our dependence on over-the-air television, cable television, and video discs. Diminished, that is, not eliminated. Those who watch local television news or network broadcast programs still depend on the older technology, and sometimes the only way to view a classic film involves buying a DVD or Blu-ray disc or borrowing one from the library. That was the case for me when I wanted to watch The Maltese Falcon. I'd seen it before, but I wanted to view it again because I had just read the book for the first time. While I was reading The Maltese Falcon, Humphrey Bogart's voice was in my head. That's probably understandable. The motion picture was made in 1941, but I didn't know there was a 1931 motion picture of the same name, with Ricardo Cortez as Sam Spade and B.B. Daniels as Ruth Wonderly, or Bridget O'Shaughnessy, if you prefer, the part that was played in 1941 by Mary Astor. Dashiell Hammett wrote the book in 1929. Things were quite different then. No GPS, for one thing. Hammett wrote, At a drugstore in Burlingame, the chauffeur learned how to reach Ancho Avenue. No maps either? Well, anyway. The motion picture, as I remember it, seemed to follow the book pretty closely. Sometimes only the names of the characters remain when a book is rewritten as a motion picture script. When I retrieved the Blu-ray disc from the library, I had two primary choices. Watch it on the television or watch it on the computer. Well, I decided to use the computer, and that gave me an additional decision to make. Windows DVD player, Power DVD, or VLC media player. Neither the Windows Media Player app nor the legacy Windows Media Player can play video discs. For that, you have to buy the Windows DVD player doesn't cost very much, but it's basically useless. The Windows DVD player is a no-frills application. Power DVD is a full-frills application. The VLC application is kind of in the middle, and it's usually what I use. Power DVD can play any video source up to HDR10, and it can cast video to network-connected devices around your home, such as Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV. Video can also be cast to Android and iOS players. It is really a remarkable program, but it's priced at $100, or maybe $70 if you catch one of the company's sales on the Power DVD website. There's a link to it on the TechBiter Worldwide website. And those discounts are really easy to catch, because a new one begins when the old one expires. The primary difference with the rental plan is that it includes 100 gigabytes of online storage, while the single-pay perpetual license version's 100 gigabytes of online storage terminates after one year. PowerDVD also works only on Windows computers. Although I had purchased PowerDVD several years ago, I decided to use the VLC Media Player. It is free, and it runs on Windows, Apple, and Linux computers. It's one of the oldest viewing applications. In 1996, Videoland was an academic project, and VLC was an initialism for Videoland Client. The project was intended to stream video from satellite dishes across a campus network at the Central School of Paris. Two years later, everything was rewritten, and in 2001, the viewer was released under the GNU General Public License. The server function was no longer supported after that. Although VLC doesn't yet support formats such as HDR10, it does support all common disc types and video formats up to 8K, along with audio files and streaming. For a free application that doesn't even have a paid version, VLC is remarkable. As with many open source applications, donations are encouraged, but all of the application's features work even if you can't or won't contribute. VLC also supports Chromecast, so you can stream video and audio files from your PC or laptop direct to a Chromecast device that's connected to a TV or a speaker. A full list of the new features is on the VLC website. You'll find a link on the TechBiter Worldwide website. VLC version 3 can also play 360-degree videos, a feature that's becoming more important as people buy video cameras capable of capturing wraparound videos. Hardware decoding makes it possible for VLC to provide excellent support for these high-resolution files, but did it work with the new Maltese Falcon Blu-ray disc? It did not. There is one good reason to consider PowerDVD instead of VLC if you want to watch some of the latest encrypted Blu-ray discs. VLC might not be able to play them. To play any Blu-ray disc, you'll probably need to download and install two files. I found out about that when I tried to play the new high-definition version of the Maltese Falcon Blu-ray disc and got only an error message. This Blu-ray disc needs a library for AACS decoding, and your system does not have it. The best VLC could do, even after I worked through the process to enable Blu-ray discs, was still a mess. The problem affects only some discs, though, mainly those that have been released quite recently. To enable VLC to play Blu-ray discs, you'll need the latest key dbcfg file. You can download that from a site you'll find a link to on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Unzip the file, then open the Windows File Explorer type %appdata% in the address line and press enter. That opens your appdata roaming directory in the user's directory on your computer. And once you're there, you'll need to create a new directory called AACS and put your key dbcfg file there. Next, you need to download the AACS Dynamic Link Library, and you'll find a link to download that on the TechBiter Worldwide website. Be sure to obtain the correct version, 64-bit or 32-bit. You can find which version of VLC is installed by checking the program files directory. If you find video LAN there, it's the 64-bit version, or if it's not there, check program files x86 and look for video LAN. If it's there, it's the 32-bit version. After downloading the DLL file, copy it to the VLC program directory and restart VLC. The player will now be able to load most Blu-ray discs, but May not be able to play it because the key DB configuration file hasn't been updated since 2017. If your Blu ray disc isn't listed, you'll hear only the soundtrack or the video playback will be scrambled. If the Blu ray disc doesn't work, you'll either need to obtain a DVD or use a Blu ray player connected to your television. This isn't a problem with Power DVD, which seems to be capable of playing all current discs, Blu ray and DVD. VLC can handle many Blu-ray discs and virtually all DVDs. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, Beeper is billed as a universal chat application, but it's a worthwhile addition to your phone, tablet, or computer, even if you use only one chat application. It's not yet far enough along that you'll want to uninstall Facebook's Messenger app or Google Chat or Discord, but it is sufficiently developed that it can be used instead of the other applications most of the time. Beeper is compatible with Android SMS, Discord, Facebook Messenger, Google Chat, iMessage, IRC, Instagram, LinkedIn, Matrix, Signal, Slack, Telegram, Twitter, and WhatsApp, in addition to its own Beeper chat app. I wrote about Beeper earlier this year with an initial look in June and a follow-up in July. There are links on the TechPyter Worldwide website this week to those earlier articles if you'd like to check them out. Beeper issues frequent updates to the application and notifies users each time they've improved something. You'll want to retain any existing chat apps until Beeper fixes some of the small problems. Facebook Messenger can display previews for videos, for example, but Beeper can't at least not yet on the other hand facebook messenger's response icons are tiny while beeper has a much better display versions are available for mac os windows and linux computers as well as for iphone ipad android and chrome os mobile devices one clever feature that beeper offers is called notes to self a chat in the beeper channel can be used to record information that only you will see The information is encrypted, and it'll show up on any device where you've installed Beeper. I frequently see something that I want to follow up on when I'm not near the computer, so I can use the phone or tablet to send myself a short note or a URL. This is a better solution than jotting a note to myself on a piece of paper, better than grabbing the phone and recording a voice memo, and far better than simply trying to remember it. A single inbox shows all messages from all chat applications, but each app also has its own separate space within Beeper, and Beeper adds encryption even to those apps that don't support encryption. Beeper's developers say privacy is a fundamental human right, so all Beeper chat messages are end-to-end encrypted. Messages sent using Beeper to other chat networks are re-encrypted if the other network supports encryption. For example, Signal, WhatsApp, and iMessage already encrypt messages on their networks. So for networks that already encrypt messages, Beeper's web service acts as a relay. If you send a message from Beeper to a friend on WhatsApp, the message is encrypted on the Beeper client and sent to the Beeper web service, where the message is converted back to plain text, and then re-encrypted using WhatsApp's proprietary encryption protocol. The developers say they would prefer it if these other chat networks offered open APIs with full end-to-end encryption, but unfortunately they don't support interoperability. New European legislation is coming into effect in 2024, they say, and that will force iMessage and WhatsApp to expose an interoperable end-to-end encrypted API. Our servers are located in Europe, they say, and we will switch to this open interface as soon as it's ready. Beeper collects device information, including operating system, hardware, public IP address, network routing information, information on the installed Beeper client, and other device settings as part of its normal operations, and uses user account information such as email addresses and phone numbers to authenticate users to their accounts. Nothing more. Beeper also promises to protect the privacy and security of the data users send and receive on the service, and they back that up with a refreshingly short privacy statement in plain English. If you haven't yet taken a look at Beeper, now would probably be a good time to do so. There's a link to the Beeper website on the TechBiter Worldwide website. account has been hacked. That statement is almost always false. What's more likely and quite common is that the Facebook account has been cloned. If someone has hacked the account, they can post messages as you in your account because they have your password and they have full access to your account. A cloned account, on the other hand, cannot send messages as you, but they may look like they're coming from you. If you've ever received a friend request from somebody you're already friends with, you've seen the effect of a cloned account. Account names are not unique on Facebook. Even though Bill Blinn isn't a common name, there are several Facebook accounts with that name. Only one of them is mine, and it has a unique account ID that is associated with my login credentials. My account could be cloned, but it wouldn't do the scammer much good because scammers depend on being able to get your existing friends to accept friend requests from the cloned account. Then they can run scams on your friends. Here's one example of how it might work. The scammer uses the cloned account to send private messages to the people who have accepted friend requests from the phony account. The message could say, oh no, I've, I've been robbed i'm 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 in London and i I can't get any money I, I, my credit cards I need to get them replaced and oh, could you help me? Could you just uh, wire me a little uh, money and I'll pay you back as soon as I get back in town? Well, of course, it's a scam. To avoid having your account cloned, make it unattractive to scammers. The process is extremely easy. All you have to do is just change one Facebook setting, the one that makes your friends list visible only to you. And unfortunately, that is not the Facebook default. On a computer, start by logging into your Facebook account and go to your timeline page. Click the Friends link, then click the three dots located to the right of the Find Friends link. Click Edit Privacy, and then change who can see your friends list to only me. On a phone or tablet, open the Facebook app, tap your profile avatar picture, scroll down and tap settings and privacy, then tap privacy shortcuts, tap see more privacy settings, scroll down to the audience and visibility section, tap how people find and contact you, tap who can see your friends list, and then change that setting to only me. Yeah, it's a lot of steps, but it's just one change. And you'll find the full instructions of how to do that on the Techbiter Worldwide website. To see what kind of difference this makes, check out the TechByteArt Worldwide website. I visited a friends page, and I selected a link to see his friends. All of his 294 friends were displayed, not just the 49 people we have in common. Then I logged in as Chloe Cat, and from her account, I looked at the list of friends on my account, only our 41 mutual friends were shown, not all of my friends. Changing this one setting won't eliminate the danger of having your Facebook account cloned, but it will make your account unpalatable to crooks and substantially reduce the risk. (music) No worries about hacked or cloned accounts in 20 years ago on the TechBiter Worldwide website. This week, we look back to 2003, when Apple was beginning the transition to 64-bit processors. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide. I'm Bill Blynn. There's more on the website, techbiter.com, and if you have a question or a comment, use the contact link you'll find there. Stop by again next week for another session.